0: Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a packed show for you today. We have a controversial show for you today. That's right. The last couple of weeks in movie and TV news have been rife with controversy, from some reignited internet arguments about Rachel Zegler's Snow White comments, to this new trailer for Bradley Cooper's directorial feature, his second directorial feature, Maestro. We're going to get into all the details about that, plus get you caught up on the latest trailers and news bites from around... The movie and TV industry, and we're going to get into all of that and more in this episode. Let's jump into it. Breakfast, presented by St. Louis Area Smoothie Kings. Now, here are your hosts,
1: Cam and Kirk.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this brand new episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We are so glad to have you. Of course, it's the beginning of the week, and that means that it is time for some What's Poppin' movie and TV news updates. We're coming back at you after a week off last week while we had some business travel going on. Some illnesses going on. It ended up being a good, nice, restful break. But we're happy to be back in the saddle to to take some of this stuff
1: on. That's right. Uh, that's exactly right. Both were all, all your fault. Uh, sickness and yes, business travel. Yeah. I
0: know. I'm the worst, as it turns <laughs> out. And uh, I felt the worst. And I was I was like on death's door last week. And I'm so glad to be rejuvenated this week.
1: The only good thing about both of those scenarios is how much movie content or TV content you probably consumed because you felt miserable.
0: It's true, but in this case, I was just like, much to your dismay, watching a bunch of anime, and so Ah. you can't even relate to that. So I was just like not watching movies, I was like, I can't even text Kirk about this, because he's going to be like, if it's anime, don't even bother. Oh, no.
1: about- I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean, if you were to tell me anything you were watching, I would just immediately have crickets in my head.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I just, I didn't bother you with it. I was, I was, I have was enough self-awareness to know that I shouldn't even run that past you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am getting back into the movie watching flow a little bit this week. We're reviewing the film Blue Beetle Ooh. in next week. Uh, the next episode of this week. So be sure to stick around later this week for that one. But for this episode, we got to get into the movie and TV news. And of course, we've got the strikes going on, but there's still news coming through. Unfortunately, the news that's coming across the ticker this last couple of weeks has been all controversies, Kirk. So we got to put on our hard hats and dig into the controversy. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, Try to shy away from controversy, honestly, on this show because I don't like to get into it, but mm-hmm. this stuff, you got to get into it every once in a while. We'll just see if we have any listeners by the end of it.
1: I think it's fine. I think we could even rename our podcast Controversy for Breakfast.
0: <laughs> we should, yeah, we tried <laughs> our hardest to not be a hot take machine, and I, I don't think we are or ever will be, but... Controversy for breakfast. We'll we'll
1: give it a try this week, and we'll see how it goes. For this episode, it's like our evil twin brothers are <laughs> we'll taking over it. the microphone. That's right.
0: That's right. So let's get into it, Kirk. There were really two big things that popped up over the last week that I feel like we have to talk about. And the first one caught me by surprise. The first one is um, people coming after Rachel, Rachel Zegler, mm-hmm. um, who was you know the star of West Side Story and is now in this new Hunger Games. Uh, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes uh, prequel and is also cast as Snow White in Disney's live action remake of Snow White. Uh, They're coming after her for some comments that resurfaced um, where she was kind of disparaging the original movie, saying she didn't enjoy the original movie, saying that the movie that they're making will be... With the times, it, you know, she's it's not about her love story, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing your comments and things like that. I, I can do the impression if you want. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, just real quick, just, yeah. a,
1: just a little snippet, you know, like, it's weird, you know, the, the movie that was made in 1937, and Prince Charming is kind of a stalker, weird, <laughs> weird. Those are some of the things wow. you might have heard this week.
0: That's true. I mean, th- those were some of the things that were said. We're going to talk about if she was on the right track with that or or whatever, but here, here's the thing. The reason this caught me by surprise is that Rachel Zegler has been cast in this role for a long time. Yes. Like, we we first talked about it on the show, like, eons ago.
1: Did we talk about it, like, right after West Side Story premiered?
0: Yeah, I think it... Yes. I think it was right around the time of West Side Story because we were kind of... She was breaking out of the scene, and it was like, oh, well, she's also cast as Snow, you know, as Snow White. Mm-hmm. And so it was right around that time that it all came up. And so whenever I saw people like resurfacing i can't believe they cast rachel zegler as snow white i was like where were you 18 months ago like how does this just came up um but the reason that it came up i i came to find out was that she was uh, supporting the sag after wga strikes she was on the picket line last wednesday and made some comments about you know, if I'm going to be, uh, I'm paraphrasing again and I'll pull up her actual comments so that we can, Oh, I got it. Can I can hold on. it. No, the, do not. The, no, no, no more, no, no more no. offensive, no more f- offensive impressions. No, no, no I'm going to
1: mute your mic and I'm going to do this impression <laughs> no, no matter what you not. say. She said something along the lines of if I'm going to be wearing the wig and the dress for 17 hours, I'm going to get paid for that entire 17 hours. Something like I that.
0: I want to reiterate that Kirk's, uh, viewpoints do not, ex- are, <laughs> do not express the, uh, concerns and, and viewpoints of popcorn for breakfast but just his own
1: whenever I like go off uh, whenever whenever he's using
0: uh very pointed impressions of people specifically
1: I think you could lay over my audio and hers and not tell the difference we do those things
0: where they put the your eyes and mouth in her face um no so I I mean she was on the she was on the picket line basically saying that uh if she's going to be in the dress for 18 hours, she should be paid for every hour that somebody streams it. Basically referring to residuals and referring to, um, a lot of what the WGA and SAG-AFTRA are striking about, which is that they don't get paid residuals in this new streaming model. So on the surface, that's a pretty harmless comment. Um, some people took, issue with it and started digging up some older comments from hers about this movie. And so a lot of people were finding out for the first time that Rachel Zegler has said some things about the 1937 animated classic Snow White that uh, they didn't realize she had said before. So they were digging up all these old comments, ones where she talks about how, uh, you know, basically the love story between Snow White and Prince Charming is, is essentially Prince Charming stalking her and, Mm -hmm you know, that uh, basically that she's like the tip, prototypical damsel in distress. The movie's not really about her situation. Um, and, and so they're, the movie that they're making is going to be not a 1937 type movie, but a, a modern day film. And what I found interesting <laughs> about this, Kirk, is that you have two different people mad at Rachel Zegler <laughs> about this. And there's it's groups of people you wouldn't expect. It's yeah. uh, like people who would identify themselves, I think, as conservatives, being like, this is more of the woke agenda, Snow White, you know. Rachel Zegler is obviously Latina. Um, She's, you know, talking about this 1937 movie in a disparaging way. This is just more of the woke agenda. But then the other people ticked off was Disney fans, like people who liked the original movie. And conservatives, or or most conservatives these days, traditionally... Uh, are taking an anti-Disney stance because of, you know, whatever, like don't say gay legislation or whatever has happened over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been this kind of like growing chasm there. But then you've got the Disney fans taking the same side in a way as these people who kind of hate Disney and joining forces in unity against Rachel Zegler. So it's been a bit of a PR dumpster fire, honestly.
1: I love it. You don't even need a civil war uh, between fans. They're just eating each other alive. And every viewpoint falls apart when you start to explain it for too long. Right. (laughs) It's an absolute disaster. It is. Rachel Zegler is at the middle of it because she misspoke or had too much uh, big theater kid energy, as they say. (laughs) I just just cannot imagine being her right now because if I'm her, I'm crawling into my mansion (laughs) and I'm just locking the doors for like seven weeks. And then I'm going to come out like Petsikani Pill or Pe- what's the, what's the guy's Punk's name? Tony Phil. <laughs> Tony Phil. I want to say, Hey, I'm back. Is anyone still want to attack me? Uh, because there doesn't make any sense for, for any of the kids fights to continue. But again, she did, she did come out with just this, this very confident opinion. And if you come out that hot, you're, you're going to get some heat thrown back at you.
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing. You know, and, and I I would I would clarify like for her she is a young actor and so she's she's not making a ton of money uh, really so she's she's spoken about that before how like she's kind of like you know kind of taking these roles living somewhat paycheck to paycheck as she works through this so she's feeling very like working class like mm-hmm. pull myself up from my bootstraps and she like all credit to her very talented did all this by herself like self made woman. Very talented artist. Very good. Yeah. The problem is, and I feel like this is the crux of all of it, and it is the, both the reason why people are outraged and why people should give her a break is that she's 22.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, like
0: I think I think of if I had a microphone in my face when I was 21 and 22 <laughs> years old and I had some publicist telling me what comments I need to make about something, I would have probably thought I was smarter than everybody yeah. and been like... Psh- I don't need to listen to you. I know exactly how everything works the whole world, mm-hmm. the whole thing, this whole industry. Like, yeah. you're not tricking me. It's, and so she she goes in very confidently because I think she's just like, you know, she's a 22 year old. She's like, I got this figured out. And unfortunately,
1: that's um, just kind of not how it works. It's kind of like the Tom Cruise, Matt Lauer <laughs> in famous interview. I know things about. <laughs> mental health medicine that you do not match. Right. <laughs> it's like that fight, that awkward, awkward, wonderful fight um, about talking about Brooke Shields and her her recovery from Tom Cruise's Scientology hypnotism. It's it's the same thing. It's like you, you have these people in your ear and you trust them and you think that I've been given information that people don't have and I'm going to go and, you know, hit a home run for Disney and I'm going to be the spokesperson. And right. It just, it just blew up in her face.
0: Yeah, I, it, it definitely did and I think that Some lessons can kind of only be learned the hard way. That's right. (laughs) You know, and I think that a lot of people have been pointing to uh, A lot of people on the Internet, on TikTok specifically, have been pointing to Halle Bailey's treatment of her uh, Little Mermaid press tour, where she was getting hit with a lot of the same questions about, like... Because because Disney has essentially said the reason they're doing these live-action remakes is to correct the issues with the old stories, right? That they're not with the times mm-hmm. and so on. So people in the press ask questions about that. And when Hallie Bailey was asked these questions, she was always very um, complimentary of yes. the original film, which is most likely exactly what her publicist told her to do to say, Hey, we want to kind of redirect the energy there because it can be a bit of a leading question. Like talk about how great the original is for when it was made and how awesome your movie also is for building on the things that the original did so well and adding some modern flair. And I think that Rachel Zegler just went a little bit rogue yeah, there yeah. and felt like she wanted to push her own agenda for better or worse. And for she, worse. she got smoked for it. And <laughs> weird, weird. <laughs> she does come off. I will admit she comes off pretty annoying yeah. in those clips, which is unfortunate. Um, because I, again I think she's a talented person and I really think this is just a classic case of being a kid and being dumb mm-hmm. and I I can only say that now because I was a kid and I was dumb and when you're there you're like you don't think you are yeah. but you are like if you're if you're 21 you don't know anything you yeah. think you know everything but you don't know anything
1: I'm 33 and I still don't know anything you know
0: you don't you don't know everything I tell my kids all the time like you don't know everything mm-hmm. you really don't know anything and honestly you should feel Freed by that, you should it should be a freeing thing. Um, but in this case, it's just the perfect storm, too, because it's like people already don't want this movie to happen Mm -hmm. because it's another live action remake and right they don't like them and they're changing the the seven dwarves into magical beings and all of these different things. (laughs) And what I think was weird is that, like, a lot of publications were saying. Rachel Zegler is targeted by racist trolls online who are saying she shouldn't be Snow White, and I was like, okay, well, hold on. If someone's saying she shouldn't be Snow White because she's not white, I think that's actually not racist, depending on how it's being said. Right. If they're saying, if they're saying disparaging things about her being Hispanic, by all means, right. Or having, or having Hispanic background, that's not cool ever. Right. But. Particularly for this character, yes. which in the Grimm's Brothers fairy tale says she had hair black as a raven, lips red as blood, skin white as snow. Mm-hmm. Someone saying they should cast a white person in this role has ground to stand on. Right, because like,
1: the character was specifically <laughs> written to be that. This is it. the
0: only character where like <laughs> you can say she has to be white. <laughs> she has to be a right. white
1: person. My favorite thing that has happened through the Snow White controversy was a, a moment when I was at work and another coworker came into my office and said, "You know, it really is. It really is confusing because based on the book, she's written white as snow and yes. and Rachel, she's the Latina and the only Hispanic worker in my employment in, in my employment. He comes by, he's like, what's wrong with being Hispanic? <laughs> and he just keeps on walking. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was so fantastic. And that really is, the, that's the conversation. its It doesn't matter that she is Hispanic. No. It matters that this role was written to be a white person. And, and you can you can have any other character flip race and, and gender and whatnot. But this one specifically, it it, it should be, quote unquote, should be a, a white actress. But, however go for it. Like, let's see yeah, yeah. if this out holds any water. Exactly. Creatively.
0: They could also change the story yeah. to where she's called snow white for another reason. Right. But what I, what I still say is if they do that, fantastic. Yeah. I think they should, because I think they do need to explain like why they went this route. Right.
1: Like we don't know about snow white's parents. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she was found in the snow by all the animals. Maybe she's called snow
0: white because she has such a pure heart exactly. and white is the color of purity, whatever. they will probably go that route. Yeah. And I hope that they do because it makes a lot more sense. But that notwithstanding, someone saying, why would they make Snow White not white? That's not a racist comment, in my opinion. Right. Because in this very specific case, it's actually quite relevant. Right. to the to the character
1: as written. It's a, it's a case study that is specific to this. You can't compare it to the everything else that's wrong with the world. Right. This is its own situation that is in its own little box that you need to examine as it is and not compare it to anything else. Hold yeah. a light up to it, hold a magnifying glass. It's completely different.
0: The other thing I will say, and the last thing I will say on this, is she doesn't have to love the original movie. No. I see a lot of people being like, well, why are you even playing the role if you don't like the original movie? It's like... That's actually not relevant. No, it, it can upset you as a fan. Like, oh man, I really like the original movie. I would love if the person playing Snow White liked the original movie. Yeah, but acting like she's being ungrateful or or whatever, like being a jerk by saying she doesn't like the original movie, that's actually not a job requirement. Right. It, she's it, she's auditioning for this role, and if she's been chosen by casting for this role and is right for this role, it has no bearing whatsoever if she hates the original.
1: Right you can be an actor in an action movie that has lots of guns, but also advocate for gun control, right? <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah. you, you just, because you don't like something about it, you would like the job and you would like to portray this character in a certain way for entertainment purposes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, so I think there's a lot. I'm shockingly, there is a lot <laughs> of hyperbole and exaggeration and overreacting going on with this. Yeah. But I think my takeaway, and I'll, I'll let you give your piece on this too, is she should probably stick to what her publicist wants her to say because I think making disparaging comments about this movie is just a bad call. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she has good intentions. She has her own personal political agenda and that is fine. Um, But with that comes consequences. And I think that in general people need to give her some grace too for being young. Um, But she should also, you know, expect that if you're going to be very bombastic with your takes People are going to come at you in an ugly way. It's just mm. the way that it is. So be ready for it or don't say it. Those are your options, I think.
1: That's right. I have nothing else to say except Excellent. this has been controversy for
0: breakfast. I know. I'm, I'm scared. I'm sweating. My palms are sweating. I'm like, <laughs> oh,
1: no. He's nervous, but <laughs> on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. All right, let's go
0: into the next one then, which is this maestro trailer. So for those of you who are not aware, uh, Bradley Cooper is directing a uh, biopic about the great composer, Leonard Bernstein, who was a Jewish man and uh, who is now deceased, and they're making this movie about him. Bradley Cooper is starring in the role as Leonard Bernstein. The movie's called Maestro. It comes out on Netflix in December. Um, Immediately after the trailer was released, massive waves of backlash came out because of his appearance. Because in the film, they have used makeup and prosthetics to augment Bradley Cooper's nose to make it look... Larger, um, and so people were like, "Well, this is Jew face, you know. You mm. you can't you mm-hmm. can't you cannot like this is contributing to harmful stereotypes about the Jewish uh, people. You know, you're saying they have a giant nose so much to the extent that I have to make a giant ugly prosthetic nose. And people did kind of go as far as to say like, this is like a caricature esque um, nose, and this is like just blatantly offensive. Now." the Bernstein family came out and said, we've been involved in every step of this process. Our dad had a big nose and (laughs) he had a big snaz. They're like, that's just a point of fact. (laughs) So now people are like, well, is this contributing to harmful stereotypes against Jewish people? Or is this just, is this fair play? What's your take, Kirk?
1: I think it's just a, a biological um, deficit. Unfortunately, from, from Leonard Bernstein to have that that particular giant of a nose. Um, there are people with all sorts of different features about them that make them them. You know, like whether they have tiny hands, whether whether they have whether they have a giant head, a big nose. It doesn't matter. Also, I would venture to say I want people to go back right after. Bradley Cooper completed rapid on filming and was doing press tours for the the film American sniper back in 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. He lost a bunch of weight right after that movie because he had to gain so much muscle for that movie. He went so, so far and lost so much weight. He already has a naturally large nose. So yes, he does genuinely, I don't believe, and people don't see that because when he's at his regular weight, it looks like a normal nose. But when he is skinny, skinny, like he is in this movie, that nose of Bradley Cooper's is prominent. I would venture to say there's not a lot of prosthetics added to him because his nose is very large. I don't really care if someone adds something to their nose in order to look like someone else. That really doesn't offend me, and it shouldn't offend anyone else.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard because it's like Jewish people have obviously been persecuted against for thousands of years. Yes, uh, Horrifically so lots of times throughout history. So you definitely don't want to contribute to contribute to any sort of anti-Semitism whatsoever in the same way that you wouldn't want to contribute to any other sort of racism or prejudice or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That said, this is a movie about one person. And that person is Leonard Bernstein. And so when I, you know, it's not like they made a fictional movie, about a fictional Jewish character named Jacob Steinberg, Mm -hmm. and they gave him a giant nose. That would be horrible.
1: Right. Flat out. Who who worked in a tactile factory and any kind (laughs) of other stereotype. I
0: would be jumping right in line with everybody online being like, this movie should not see print. Right. Kill this now, right? This is about one person, though. And his family has even said, like, this is what his nose looked like, mm-hmm. and you may not agree with them, but they're the ones saying it, and they're the ones whose opinion ultimately matters. I think we we get in a bad habit these days of telling people what they should be offended by. Yes, and it's like, well, well, like in this instance, we're talking about a uh, you know a characterization, a dramatization of a person who actually existed, one person, mm-hmm. and so the only people who could be offended by how he looks in this film would be the people who know and love him. Yeah. And those people are not.
1: I think that people should, especially the family and the PR company for the movie should pivot and say, this is an underdog story. This Mm. man had such a giant nose. He fell in love and had a family and (laughs) he became, (laughs) and he became famous because of the, the love of music in his heart. I think that's where it should pivot to with this recent controversy. That would be
0: an interesting way to go. It would be, uh, I'll be surprised if they go that route, but (laughs) nothing, you know, these days I'm not surprised by much. Um, I do think though we got to stop telling people like, because you're offended by something, Mm -hmm. right? The sentiment on Twitter is like, you see all these people, particularly I see it on film Twitter all the time because film Twitter people are very, opinionated Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of like if I'm offended by this you all should be offended by this and if I hate this movie you all should hate this movie too and that's not true Mm -hmm. that's actually not true and uh let's not make a mountain out of a molehill and I think that's what we're doing in this particular instance because it is a biopic about a person who existed his family is on record now saying he has a huge nose like they they put out an actual statement Saying that their dad had a big nose because of this. Um, So I think we should chill.
1: I think it's the clickbait recipe. Because in order to get views, in order to get clicks, in order to get follows, subscribers, you have to have something that... Creates an emotion, and if that emotion is hate, because when you leave a restaurant, if you hated it, you're going to leave a review. If you loved it, you're going to come back and say nothing, right? Yeah. So they want that clickbait to say uh, exactly what people are feeling, to stir up the conversation, whether that's good or bad. Um, But man, imagine being the family and saying, hey, can you guys... (laughs) Can you guys come here real quick? We 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 need your we need a quote from you all. Um, tell us about your dad's nose. And now they've got to release pictures of like the, the That's kids ins- like it's crawling on his, their dad's lap and letting kissing him on the cheek and showing that there's nothing wrong with the size of his nose. Like what are what are we? So we're trying <laughs> to so dear dearly to get away from body shaming. You yes, know, uh, see Lizzo's recent lawsuits, and here we go with with a man's nose. When the center of that story has nothing to do with his appearance at all
0: it doesn't and i think again it's just like we have to stop not everything is an outrage yes and there (laughs) people just want everything to be an outrage like i was thinking about this on the same topic of like prosthetics prosthetics and movies which Mm -hmm. is like a very specific thing um when the makeup team for uh, makeup and hairstyling team for um or maybe it was even the costume design team. I'll have to go back and check for the whale. Yeah. One best, whatever award people online flip their lid. Fat is not a costume. I'm like, it is. If you're not fat, these right. guys are actors. Mm-hmm. So it's like Brendan Fraser is not 550 pounds. No. So how do we get him to look 550 pounds? Right. You put him in a fat suit. If that fat suit is super well made, which by the way it was, Mm-hmm. It's award-worthy. Done. Period. It's like, it's still acting. Just because the movie's about a 550-pound person doesn't mean you have to cast a 550-pound person. Right. That doesn't make any sense.
1: And you know, that was a stage play for years before. No one, you know, raised their hand and said, excuse me, I know.
0: I just don't understand. I'm like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what is this alternate reality that I'm living in? Like... Mm -hmm. I try to understand so hard what people are getting offended by, and and sometimes I just can't see it. And this maestro thing is one of them.
1: We'll never understand you, you crazy people. I do not. We'll never.
0: I do not. But hey, you know what? If being mad is just like the cat's pajamas to you, you just dig it. <laughs> you're just into it. I don't know why I use like the Look most the cat's antiquated pajamas. <laughs> like I'm some sort of some sort of jazz club owner from 1932. Um,
1: 1937, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> what did she say? What did she
0: say about it? it was made in 1937 and very evidently so. <laughs> that's right. She's very theatric in her delivery. Very funny. Um, well, that's all in the controversies. Shoo, I want it.
1: shirts made with like a sticker that goes over <laughs> the popcorn yeah. part. And just says controversy, and we just
0: have to label the the episode that when we're going to get into it. It's I like, like it
1: in red paint, and it's like dripping, and you see the paint can nearby. Chiller, chiller font, yeah, That'd be good, exactly.
0: Um, a couple of quick hitters for you before we get out of here, and there are some weird ones in here, so okay. brace yourselves. Okay, uh, yourselves. I said uh, there's only one of you, but <laughs> <laughs> you and the imaginary person. Hey, uh, your, Chad at the corner. <laughs> this one is to me hilarious, so. Uh, the actress, this is according to The Guardian, the actress playing the nun, Bonnie Aarons, mm-hmm. is suing Warner Brothers. Did you see this? I did. <laughs> suing Warner Brothers for obscuring their earnings of nun-based merchandise so that they could cut her out of money. They're basically basically saying they're understating how much money they're making on merchandise related to the nun mm-hmm. with her likeness on it so that they could short pay her.
1: Yeah that's something
0: and i'm like go bonnie go because <laughs> to me warner brothers is like the laughing stock of the world they yeah. cannot do anything well from a pr perspective they're like they are the reason i believe in curses like i i think
1: yeah the whole conjuring universe <laughs> is is part of their uh their blood now and then <laughs> I, i'm for her as well but i'm going to sue her after she wins and get her money for scaring the pants off Bro. of me because she's Terrifying! Did you see? Did you see the new trailer? Oh. No, dude, no. The newest trailer. No. Seeing it in no, theaters is the most not. horrifying experience I, I have am, ever been through.
0: I am not embarrassed to say I was seeing Blue Beetle <laughs> last <laughs> night at 10 p.m. Yes, I was in the theater with like two other people, and they were together, and I was by myself. And I'm not ashamed to say that I looked at my phone during the entire trailer because I was like, no. <laughs> It got, like, halfway through, and I was like, yeah, absolutely not.
1: I have been scared. Genuinely the most scared I've ever been in a theater were watching that trailer, and the second time was back in, like, 2007, 2008 for Lindsay Lohan's I Know Who Killed Me's film. I watched it in theaters, and there's a plot line... (laughs) This is so ridiculous. There's a plot line in which look, they tell you that you're going to get uh, like injected while you're sitting in the movie theater and you're going to die while you're in the movie theater. The two moments where I just look around like, is the nun
0: oh, like, in yes. here with
1: me? Am I going to be taken like right here right now? And Lindsay Lohans, I know who killed me. So I, I cannot fathom why the why they still make things like this because you're, no. you're dealing with the devil, literally.
0: No, they... Yes, and I think that's part of the reason why Warner Brothers is cursed, probably, but they are definitely cursed, because they yes. just continue to make terrible mistakes with their own intellectual property, and they continue to be total idiots. Two other things on this. Real quick, it's also
1: funny that her name's Bonnie, like the most... I know, un- Bonnie Aarons. Un- un- name. She
0: seems like a total peach, <laughs> yes. you know? And yet, she haunts my dreams. Yes. Because... The one of the other things is my, my last two points. One, please stop making things in the Conjuring universe. That's it. There should not be a Conjuring universe. I want nothing to do with it. I saw the first Conjuring. Terrified me. And I wanted nothing to do with it from there with the Annabelles and the nuns mm-hmm. and all the other whatevers. I No. No, right. thank you. Second point on this. Who on God's green earth is buying the nun merch? <laughs> enough so <laughs> kirk that peop- that she is suing because so much of this is being sold that she's losing money she hired a lawyer to litigate
1: this. Can you imagine you have a, a nun stuffed animal that you sleep with at night? No, I cannot. That's a nun lunchbox that you take to school.
0: I'm, I'm against it. If you're buying the nun merch, I just want you to know that you are 100% on the FBI watch list. If you're not, you should be. If the FBI is not putting these people, it should be like one click, add to cart, straight to <laughs> add to the FBI watch list. That's what should happen because this is... I, I don't even know.
1: It takes your picture like from your computer yeah, immediately. Like,
0: okay, we need to keep tabs on this guy. He Come just outside bought, with your
1: hands up. He
0: just bought $150 of the Nun 2 merch. <laughs> Horrifying. Okay, other quick hitters, real quick. In Sync is reportedly reuniting for Trolls Band Together where they will have surprise roles in the film. No longer a surprise, clearly. Yep. Um, but also will create an original song for the film according to Entertainment Tonight.
1: Wow, the boy bands are coming back.
0: Which, this is... if For anybody who's seen the Trolls Band Together trailer, this is not, like, news.
1: Well, no, but also it's weird because aren't they singing Backstreet Boys songs in the trailer? Super confusing. Backstreet's
0: back, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Or, like... Something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they how Backstreet signed over the rights to Justin Timberlake, and then now Sync <laughs> is coming in and making their own original song. It's so backwards. It's so much. It is up. backwards.
0: And why wouldn't you advertise that from the very beginning? Yeah, why wouldn't you like make that the genesis of the film?
1: Meanwhile, you have Lance Bass, who is, like, a TikTok superstar. Yeah. Like, I follow him. He's, he's hilarious. And he's, yeah. like, dropping hints, like, that the band is, like, going to actually get back together and, like, go on tour. And he's, like, getting in trouble for it. Yeah. But unrelated to the movie. And it's, like, hey, come on. Like, slow down. I, I want to go to that concert because I was not allowed to uh, oh. as a 90s boy. Like, wow. you can't go to NSYNC. I was, like, I'd go to that. They're great musicians. Let's go. Oh, that's
0: sexist. I yeah, know, right? I, I think that's messed up. I, I know. Like- I was an InSync fan as a little kid.
1: I'm telling you, if they go back on tour bigger than Taylor Swift eras, done. It ought to be. It will be.
0: It should be. Um, but yeah, so InSync fans, if there are any of you out there, look forward to that. Um, Good Burger Two. We got yeah. a trailer. We got a teaser trailer for Good Burger Two. Kirk, I mean, you're the authority on all things television, movie, um, like television movies from kids based networks. So yeah. Disney Channel Original Movies, Nickelodeon Movies, what's your take on Good Burger 2 the teaser?
1: Oh my gosh, it looks so so good. Mm. I I love that there's like the, the, there's like twins as part of the employees and then ha- ha- Kel has uh or sorry Ed has Also a a twin worker of himself. So there's some duplicity going on there. I love Keenan. It's just the gang is back together. I don't know how you top Mondo Burger as a storyline personally, but I think they're going to do it. I think it's going to be a home run. And I hope that this is going to be a billion dollar movie for Nickelodeon.
0: Well, that'll be hard because it's going to Paramount Plus.
1: Nope, it's going to (laughs) go.
0: It's not going to theaters.
1: It's going to perform so well on Paramount Plus that they're They're going to get a
0: billion subscribers. (laughs) That's right, that's right. (laughs) A billion dollars worth of subscribers, which would be a lot of subscribers because Paramount Plus costs like $2 a month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're, like, basically giving it out for free. <laughs> like, please, come watch stuff on Paramount Plus. We'll do anything. We'll confuse you with the Showtime lock
1: <laughs> button if you don't subscribe to them. But please, <laughs> yeah. please click on
0: us. Oh, man. that Dude, that drives me crazy. I hate it's it. The, it's the worst.
1: Talk about controversy. like, I, you
0: think I'm paying for Showtime? You're outside your mind. No. There's a 0% chance.
1: Showtime stars, they need to be bought and just integrated into something else that's already out there. They do. Makes well, so NBC
0: and, and Viacom need to... That's what needs to happen. Yes. Um, two big releases tomorrow, Kirk, I know will be on your calendar. One, Ahsoka begins streaming tomorrow on Disney+. Ooh. Plus. How are we feeling about that?
1: I am a little behind. Yeah. But I love Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Wow. It looks,
0: it looks good. And I think the Rebels fans, um, you know, people who watch Star Wars Rebels are, are supposed to get a big payoff with this show. Okay. And that's good, because maybe, maybe there will be less... Belly aching about it. Yeah.
1: I feel a little left out because I never watched the animated series. By and choice. By choice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's be clear about that. You weren't like... By choice. You, nobody said... uh Kirk, you're not allowed to watch the animated series. You just said I hate animated series, I'm not gonna watch it. What if that
1: was like the one rule in my household yeah, growing up? You cannot, nothing animated. No clone wars
0: for you, son. <laughs>
1: um, what
0: a horrific childhood. I can I cannot imagine.
1: It was. But I think that what we could what we could see in this is, is uh is a really a, a union between the star wars haters and the star wars lovers this yes. could be the handshake this agreement this is the chosen one this yes. is the
0: one that brings the brings balance to the force yeah it could be it could be um and then finally the last one is Zack snyder's rebel moon trailer drops tomorrow i know Ooh. you're going to be waiting by the computer for that one kirk how, how excited are you
1: I'll probably forget about it <laughs> entirely. Well, the
0: movie releases December 22nd on Netflix. I know you got your calendar marked for that. Yeah. This is his original sci-fi epic, Rebel Moon. I believe there's multiple parts to it. I have no idea. Um, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I most likely will not like it. Zack
0: Snyder fans, we know you're out there. We know because we see you on every post about anything related to DC <laughs> ever or anything related to anything ever. So... Um, will not be mean to you, but also we won't say we're excited for Rebel Moon. We're not. We're not. Okay. <laughs> That's all we got for this week's episode of What's Poppin'. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget we've got a giveaway going on this month. You've only got two weeks left to enter, and it's super easy to enter. As a reminder, the giveaway item is the Everything Everywhere All at Once Collector's Edition 4K Ultra HD Pack. It is sick. It is awesome. It is sitting in the other room right now. I have not opened it. Um, it's hidden from Kirk because ah. I can't... I need to make sure that he doesn't open it because he's a degenerate and he will steal it. <laughs> uh, and then that will cause major problems. But you can get it. All you have to do, if you're watching on YouTube right now, this could not be easier for you. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. If you've already hit subscribe, it gets even easier. You just have to like or comment on this video or do both. Every like and comment on an episode released in August will be one entry. So your destiny is in your own hands. So hit that subscribe That's button, right. hit the like, drop a comment. You can say anything you want to, you can say whatever you want and not, you can get not an entry.
1: Whatever they, I mean, well,
0: certain yeah. comments get blocked by the filter. Yeah, Don't plug your um, multi-level marketing yeah, yeah. Um, don't do scheme. That. Don't do that. We don't want to hear it. Don't put, don't put links to like illegal NFL streams. <laughs> <and> <laughs> nothing like that. Um, but any, you know, words are good. Non-offensive words are, are good are a good place Emojis to start. Emojis, you can put a smile on your Emojis face. Emojis are perfect. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Um, so do that and get yourself entered. Pro tip on this one, because I dropped a pro tip last time we talked about it, which was hit the little bell icon on YouTube, and yeah. it will alert you every single time. If you join our Discord server, the link is in the description. Um, we talk about movies on there, and if you join our notification squad on Discord, it will alert you every single time a video is posted. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it could not be easier to join these and there's not that many people entered right now at all. So this is a very winnable giveaway. Right. Um, so if you like everything everywhere all at once, and let's be honest, you do. Um, get entered and, and help us get to our goal of 500 subscribers by the end of the year. Uh, plus, be sure to check out Popcorn4Breakfast.com, The Number four, breakfast.com, Popcorn4Breakfast.com. We've got new articles dropping there um, every couple of weeks PFB contributor Stefano wrote a review of Talk to Me because me and Kirk are too scared to see it. Um, it's well documented. I'm horrified by it. But he reviewed it, and you can go see his thoughts so that yeah. you can still get thoughts on that movie um, because we're too scared to go see it.
1: Does he compare it to the like the 1990s movie with Devin Sawa called Idle Hands at all?
0: You know, he didn't, <laughs> and um, I think it's pretty clear why, but... You know there are lots of other good things in there. Okay, cool. Lots of other good things in there. I think, in fact, I think that would be a bad thing.
1: If, that was included. <laughs> if I was writing the review, <laughs> this is why I don't write. This is them. why Kirk doesn't write reviews. <laughs> uh,
0: but that's all we got for you. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, uh, our title sponsor, St. Louis area Smoothie Kings. We definitely want to thank them for sponsoring this episode, making all of this possible. Our next episode will be later this week with our review of DC's Blue Beetle. So be sure to check in later this week for that. Don't forget to enter the giveaway. Subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to give a special thank you, as always, to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as his band, Red Rick, who creates all the wonderful original music you hear on this show. Check them out anywhere you listen to music, and we will see you all next time.
1: Talk to you then.